0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Last Sunday, we began the new church year with Christ, hearing that Jesus rode into Jerusalem as our glorious King on that Palm Sunday. He entered the holy city to serve as the sacrificial lamb to take away the sin of the world. There's no other way to be reconciled to God for no other person rendered the right sacrifice, the sufficient sacrifice to atone for our many sins. Hearing that Jesus has made his entrance with us into yet another new church year indicates that Jesus is coming to us again in this new year of grace, with mercy, through his word and sacraments, with the aim to save sinners. The Sunday we hear of some of Christ's teaching between his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and his crucifixion. Our gospel reading was recorded from events that took place during Holy Week. During Holy Week, Jesus not only drove out the money changers from the temple, but he also silenced the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem and her temple, and Jesus taught concerning the end times. Advent the season that we are now in, is a season of preparation. It is a season of preparation to meet Christ. As he comes to us today through word and sacraments like we examined last week, as he came and as we soon will celebrate Christmas, we prepare, and then we also prepare to meet our Lord Jesus When he comes again in glory on the last day. And so in this preparation, we come into the presence of our Lord with penitent hearts, recognizing that we do not deserve to have Christ make his entrance among us. We can come before him with penitent hearts because we know that God is gracious to us, that he comes into our presence in order to bless us. And when Jesus returns on the last day, Jesus will come again in grace and mercy. And so we, as Jesus teaches in our gospel, we stay awake at all times, and should the Lord bless us, With seeing his return in our lifetimes, he invites us at his return to look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Now, because he has not yet come, Jesus teaches us what we should do to stay awake. That is to stay awake spiritually Do not let our souls go to slumber and then be caught unawares at the return of Jesus. And Jesus teaches us how to be awake in today's gospel when he teaches us to watch and to pray. To watch and pray. This is how we prepare to meet the Lord when Jesus comes again in great glory on the last day. As he comes to judge the living and the dead. Why should we watch and pray? After all, our watching and prayers won't cause Jesus to hurry things up, will it? And our own flesh would say, I have better things to do than to take time and watchfulness and prayer. I'm so busy with this and that and this, therefore, What's the use of all that? I have faith. I'm a believer. I can prove it because I was confirmed 40 years ago. And so then we think that all this watching and praying is just for the ultra-religious types, and it's not for God's regular people. But we have to acknowledge that Jesus will come back, and he describes his return like a trap, like a thief in the night, that he will come when many are not expecting him, that they're carrying on with their lives with the anticipation that they can make it up for all that they've done wrong at some later date, that they can fix all their problems some other time when they feel it'll be more expedient, not realizing that because they're not watching and praying, their faith is shriveling up and about to die. Just as Jesus came, as God had promised in the flesh to redeem the world through his sacrificial death, so our risen Savior will come on some day that we do not know. He could come back before this service ends. He could come back in millions of years from now. We do not know. Whether he comes in our lifetimes or whether he comes after we rest from our labors and are with the Lord, he still teaches us to watch and to pray, to stay awake. You see, the prophecies are all in place. There are signs in the sun and moon and stars. There's certainly distress of nations. There are roaring waves and seas, Fig trees and all the trees bud out, indicating that summer is near. And because the signs Jesus spoke of are taking place, know, my friends, that the kingdom of God is near. We watch and pray because the return of Jesus will be sudden. And so, my friends, do not listen to all those false prophets who are busy trying to do a bunch of gymnastics with the scriptures and numbers to determine a day and time and place when he will return. All who have prophesied so far have been proven to be wrong. And so instead of listening to the false teachers, listen to Jesus. Know that he will come suddenly like a trap. And he will come when many are not expecting him to come. For suddenly the Son of Man will come in a cloud with power and great glory, and all the dead will be raised. Jesus will, in a moment, come back, and he will separate the believers from the unbelievers, and he will usher with him all who believed in Jesus into the new heavens and the new earth. But for those who refuse to repent of their sin, those who are caught unawares, those who are busy planning on Jesus to come back some future day, those who die apart from the faith, they will be raised to condemnation forever in hell. They will not be given a second chance for no one is saved apart from faith in Jesus because Jesus alone paid for the sins of the entire world. We watch and pray so that we will be prepared. Being ever vigil means we are not caught unaware when Jesus returns. It means we will constantly do as we confess in the creed, look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. It means we will not replace the confidence we have in Jesus with the fleeting things of this life. We watch and pray because we wish to be numbered among the saints that we we receive salvation. For if we did not trust in Jesus that he is going to fulfill his promises, we would not watch nor would we pray, but we would carry on each day as if nothing would happen or that nothing could happen. If we did not trust that Jesus were coming back, we would replace watching and praying with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life. The Church in her wisdom has chosen today's Gospel to remind us what we ought to be doing as we prepare to celebrate Christmas and the New Year. There are lots of parties that take place this month. It is good for family and friends and co-workers to get together. But as we do so, we need to remember our Christian identity as we gather together. Is it a time of gluttony, too much food, sugar, alcohol, and even expensive gifts? Is it a time in which we lose focus on our Savior, getting so caught up in the preparations that we're not listening to the word of God? And so Jesus, in our gospel, mercifully reminds us, to watch and pray so that the return of Jesus will not fall upon us like a trap. As we consider our Lord's return, we remember why Jesus is coming back and what he will do for all who are faithful to him. You see, God had originally created paradise, a perfect world, when he made the world in six days and rested on the seventh. He placed Adam and Eve in a perfect and wonderful garden for them to take care of and for them to have dominion over the things of the earth. But then Adam and Eve rebelled against God. They replaced God's word with lies and half-truths. They ate the forbidden fruit, and in doing so, they brought the entire world into corruption and sin, which brings about death. What we have now is a fallen world, a world that is filled with heartbreak and sorrow and misgivings. We, as we carry out our daily lives, endure many trials and crosses. We see so much evil. We experience so much evil, as we ourselves have done much evil in thought, word, and deed. The return of Jesus means that he is going to come back and set everything right. At his first coming, Jesus made the payment for our sin through his death, offering himself as the innocent ransom payment. In doing so, he swallowed up death and victory, and he also defeated the power of the devil. Now God, in his mercy, has chosen to let the world continue just as he had done for thousands of years before his first coming. Now the gospel is being preached to all the nations. The light of Jesus Christ has spread across the globe. And when Jesus returns, he will recreate the heavens and the earth. When he does so, he will make death impossible. He will raise our bodies from the dead. And he will make them glorious, immortal, incorruptible bodies. He will make us perfect in every way. And he will make the place in which we dwell with him to be perfect in every way. All tears will be gone. We will see God face to face with our own eyes. And we will live in his presence Such glorious things await us, and so our desire is to watch and to pray for these things. But what does it mean to watch and pray? Those who watch, they pay attention. We confess in the first article that God has given us our eyes, ears, and all our members, our reason, and all of our senses our God-given eyes will see the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. In preparation for his return, or in preparation to depart from this life, our eyes are used to see the word of God. Our eyes are used to safely navigate ourselves into God's house each Sunday morning, Our eyes see colorful depictions of the the faith, both in our sanctuary and as we read various devotional literature or look at Christian artwork. And our eyes are used to see the text of the hymns so our lips can sing the praises of God. God gave us our ears to hear the word of God. We are reminded by the blessed apostle that faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so our ears hear the word, and in doing so, the Holy Spirit works faith in us through that word. Our ears hear the lovely sounds of music which aid in our expression of the Christian faith. Our ears are, in fact, the primary instrument of God to watch and to be ready for the return of Jesus. And therefore, our ears are in use to diligently listen to the word as it is read and preached and sung. God gave us all our members and our reason, which are instruments of God to also watch. God is preparing us to meet him when we go to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ. With our own mouths, we receive Christ who feeds us of himself for the forgiveness of our sins. In the sacrament, the Holy Spirit is strengthening our faith so that we are ready to meet the Lord when he comes again in great glory. Part of our watching involves examination just as we examine ourselves before coming to receive the sacrament. In an an examination, we are continually confessing our sin. We are admitting our guilt. We are being reconciled with our neighbors. We are forgiving our brothers and sisters in Christ and we are crucifying the flesh with its passions and desires mortifying that flesh turning away from the temptations of the devil the world and our sinful nature we watch over our lives and conduct so that's what it is to watch what about to pray we are to pray without ceasing pray when you get up and when you lie down when you eat and when you are sorrowful when you are joyful casting all your burdens upon the Lord, for he cares for you. We give him thanks continually for all the good that he has done for us. As Christians, we pray throughout the day. And our prayers are not meant solely to be a solitary act. So while it is good and fine to pray alone, we must also pray together collectively. As families, we pray together. Our families are to have a family altar. Usually that means sitting around the dinner table or at the bedside and praying to God, reading devotions together, engaging in prayer, word, and song. As we read the scriptures, we see plenty to pray about. And then, of course, prayer comes about collectively when God's people gather together in his house. This is one of the primary aspects of our various church services. Prayer. By being attentive in our frequent attendance, we are, my friends, watching and praying. Ultimately, to watch and pray, to stay awake, means to have faith. This does not just mean head knowledge about Jesus birth, and death, and resurrection, and return, but it also involves saving trust, trusting that Jesus will truly do as he says, that he alone is our savior from sin, that he will shepherd us through the time of judgment, and that he will acquit us and judge us righteous on that great and awesome last day. Many, though, do not trust that Jesus Will do these things. They show their lack of trust when they do not watch and pray. For if they truly trusted in Jesus and not in their own devices, they would cling to Him alone and they would go to where He promises to be found. Jesus declared in today's Gospel that heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will by no means pass away. Jesus is found in his word, and his word is truth. For Jesus does not deceive us or mislead us, but he teaches us that which is truly good, right, and salutary. And the Holy Spirit works saving, trusting faith in us through that truthful word. That way, when Jesus returns, and all these things take place that Jesus has spoken of, we will have strength to stand before the coming of the Son of Man, and we will be ready. In fact, if we are ready to receive Holy Communion, then we are also ready for Jesus to return. For we are meeting the same Jesus in the Lord's Supper as when he will come back to judge, the same Jesus who was who who, who could conde- who could cause bring about judgment to people as they come to the Lord's altar when they receive Him unworthily, is the same one who will bring about judgment to those who do not believe in Christ. But when we are prepared in faith, having pled guilty of all of our sin and trusting in Christ alone for our salvation, we are prepared to commune with Jesus, both in this life and in the life to come. And we know that the very Jesus who invites us to look up and lift up our heads because our redemption draws near is the same Jesus who is our good shepherd, who will come to give us that gift of life and salvation. For the Christian, that day will be a good day. And therefore, we continue to pray with the church. Amen. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. An offering for the Lord will now be received.